All right, next on The Shmi Show, we have our very first special guest. There's obviously so much I could say about her, but I'll let the intro do the talking. Take a look. Of Canadian roots and television fame, Alex has had a roller coaster career that she has remained resilient, poised, and brilliant throughout. Her longtime fans know her best for her roles in the cult classic TV shows So Weird and Instant Star. Her starring role as Jude Harrison on Instant Star jolted her career upwards, and since the show's ending over 12 years ago, she has had a remarkable and inspiring music career. Four studio albums, four EPs, three demo albums, two live albums, one remixed album, and one collaborative album with Musician Blue. And a little annotation, she did all of that as a completely independent artist. It is with my honor to welcome to the show, my idol, Alex Johnson! (laughs) Hello! Wow, that was such a nice introduction. (laughs) Can we talk about that for a second? Your discography is insane. Thank you. And it's all yours. Like, it's all yours. I know. (laughs) And I still have, I have so much music in me. It just comes down to, um, it's funny you say that because even just recently I was looking at, even just this past year, like the vinyls I've re-put out and Mm -hmm. the album I put out a year ago this month. Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. I'm almost frustrated because it's like, I look at what I put out in this year and I'm like, oh, like, I have so much more music I want to share and so much more I want to give my fan base. So sometimes I have to step back and be like, okay, Alex, like just one step at a time. You're also a mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Which congratulations. Is she even, is she a year yet? She's a year. Yeah. She's 14 months. Okay, great. Great. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. A little Ryan, right? Yeah. Ryan Viola <laughs> Spencer. Such a good name. Such yeah. a good name. Okay, so Alex, for mm-hmm. the people who may not know you, which is shocking that anyone in my life personally would not know who you are, who, in your own words, is Alex Johnson? Um, she's an independent artist um, who got her roots from um, playing musicians on TV shows. That's it. Yeah, it's the truth, though, which is so nuts. Yeah, like, the I mean, that, parallel. that's what I'd say. Yeah. Obviously, there's a lot we got to talk about. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- from the people that are going to tune in who know you like the back of their hand mm-hmm. to people who are listening and, and have no idea who you are. But there's things happening in your life right now that I find so fascinating because mm-hmm. what a lot of people don't think about when it comes to performers and artists and celebrities is that at the end of the day, they have a normal life. Mm-hmm. And and you're so good at showing that side of you. So you yeah. live in Canada and you and your husband and your daughter live mm-hmm. in this beautiful home and you guys are mm-hmm. creating essentially a farm that you guys have named Old Stock Gardens. Is that what the name of it is? That's right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Where does that well name come done. from? Thank um, you. <laughs> it's just going back to um, just traditionalist roots going back to sustainability and um old stock is just the old way like how things used to be with canning and with growing and with community um Mm -hmm. and we just liked it because my husband's british and i have a bit of british in me too i mean he's fully northern irish um Mm. so he would say scottish Which can get confusing um, to people, but, and we just, I just love the name of it because it's just, it's kind of this tried and true and that's kind of Mm -hmm. how we are. Like there's no gimmicks. It's just authentic and real. And, Mm -hmm. and we are, Mm -hmm. we are um, making the steps towards having our dream farm as we speak. I mean, it's going to take time Mm -hmm. because we want to do it the right way. And, um, and, but we're really utilizing this land to, be able to have more um, just grow and grow. And we're going to be growing directly into the ground this year, not just the garden beds and Amazing. from our chickens. And and it's cool because it does in some ways, and I'm sure we'll get there, but it does inspire a lot of music in me because like my dream is like, you know, Cheryl Crow to have the studio and the farm and like the acreage and people can come and stay yeah. and just like 
have just like play music and eat fresh food. And so that's yeah. what we're trying to make happen. Yeah. I love that. I love yeah. that. It's actually really funny. As you say that, the first thing I picture is Oprah because Oprah's yeah. infamous for, or yeah. famous for having these huge, bountiful gardens. That's like yeah, the first thing I true. think of. I never even thought um, about Oprah. You're right. She does. Yeah. yeah. She's always posting stuff on Instagram with her like lettuce and her tomatoes. I know. And I was like, I wish. I know. I know. <laughs> um, but I, I'm, I laugh because you guys are always posting your maple syrup process, which is insane for people who don't know what it takes to create edible maple syrup at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is extracting it from the tree, boiling it down, boiling it down again. But I have to ask, since you are mm-hmm. Canadian, mm-hmm. Do you ever worry? Because there was that crazy maple syrup heist that happened a couple years ago. Oh, my gosh. Did you hear about this? No. Oh, my God. I think they made a documentary about it. Literally, it may have been it may have been in like the the western side of Canada. But this these like this gang, this like mafia in Canada broke into a maple syrup factory, swapped out all the syrup that was in there with basically like corn syrup. And then because it's millions and billions and trillions of dollars of syrup. Oh my <laughs> I love how you don't know about this. I, I think didn't it's insane. Oh my gosh. Oh I my God. Watch this. What a great documentary. I mean, what a terrible oh thing God. to do. I know, but it's I like, laugh because the impression I got is that maple syrup is like a sacred thing. It is. And people are very protective about their, their trees. Cause it just, mm-hmm. I mean, that's why it costs so much is because of the process. I know. So since you don't know about it, there goes that yeah. question of like, do you ever yeah. worry that someone's going to come and start chopping down your trees and stealing it's your syrup? It's so <laughs> funny. No, actually, I mean, we have other worries, which, you know, um, when it comes yeah. to just trying to live sustainably. Um, mm-hmm. but so far so good. Like we really utilize, we want to utilize everything on our property. Like right now we have violets that are starting to grow. So we're going to make that to like violet syrup and stuff like that. Yeah. And I know it's an interesting transition for my fan base because it's like, you know, I'm a dual citizen and I spent like eight years living in Brooklyn and my Mm -hmm. entire, I was touring, 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 Mm -hmm. working on records, living in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. Like I wasn't, it was then now my life, you know, in just a period of a couple of years is like growing and gardens and renovations and being a mom and like losing a sister and still yeah. putting out music. And like, mm-hmm. there's been so many changes and I'm just so happy that I see that, you know, my fan base seem to be sticking with me through the changes. And I think, mm-hmm. I think a lot of artists, there's a fear there because it's like, this is my shtick. Like, this is what I do. I don't share this aspect of my life. I don't share yeah. this. I just do this and that's what works for me. But I think Mm -hmm. just with everything and how the world has changed really and how the fact that touring, I mean, I'm sure it's going to open up eventually, hopefully. Um, But it really forced me to engage in a more honest way because I'm doing like we're we're doing pretty cool things. And why not share that with my fan base that I love so much will not share that aspect of my life as I'm working Mm -hmm. on music and everything else Mm -hmm. I'm doing. So that was a really interesting transition for me. So it's been Mm -hmm. really, I love that it's been embraced. Absolutely. And that's, (laughs) again, when I say you're resilient, it's just the truth. Nothing that has ever happened to you has ever derailed you. I mean, just the other day on Patreon, you shared the journal entries when you got dropped by your label back in 2008. So it just shows that, I mean, there are, I know for a fact there's going to be so many people out there that love you because you are like the human embodiment of, of resilience. They look up to you because they're like, well, if Alex has gone through X, Y, and Z, mm-hmm. no matter you know if it was 10 years ago and even the past few years, yeah. it's like, and she's still out there and she's still singing and she's still bringing joy to the world. It's like, I want to be like her, Aww, you know? like That's so sweet to hear. And honestly, like, that is such a, that is the... Um, I think it's really important to share like the pain of process of mm-hmm. life because life is mm-hmm. so painful and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Like I also mm-hmm. want to really stress like, you know, which is why I posted just a couple weeks ago on like being a new mom and like, you know, having Instagram is feels like literally, I feel like have, it's like having a TV show in your hand all day. Yeah. 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 And there, we don't even know the repercussions of this yet. I mean, as wonderful as it is to give and share, it's also like, is it enough? Am I fulfilling enough? Am I, Mm -hmm. and all of those things. And I think it's, I wanted to share that like, it's okay to also 
to have those moments in life where you feel like you're not going to get through it. And I, I love that people can look at my journey and see that, you know what, you can get through anything if you just give yourself a little bit of love and yeah. just understand that like, and, and be real, like be real with the fact that like, even your idols are people who wake up some days and have like huge anxieties and fears and are like, how am I going to get through this? And have other days where they're like, oh my gosh, but it all, we all, you know, keep going because we all have each other. Yeah. And even though it uh, seems oh. like, you know what I mean? Like we have oh, each yeah. other to kind of bounce things off of and share. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, mm -hmm. that's so cool. I mean, what a compliment to say, like, honestly, yeah. that's awesome. <laughs> well, I, mean, I want to give people I mean, hope. Uh, and you do, Alex, you absolutely do. Cause I mean, there have been so many times in my own life where, mm -hmm. and we'll get to this later, but like where a song of yours has this, that I've heard a thousand times, but mm -hmm. has come on at that right moment. Mm -hmm. And a year ago when that song came out, I was, I was just bopping to it. Oh, good, 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 another Alex song. Yeah. But then that song resonated and hit different. Yeah. And it helped me either see something better or embrace something better. Wow. Um, so a good question for you that I want to start mm -hmm. off with mm -hmm. is, outside of your music, mm -hmm. do you have an artist, a song, an album that is like your go-to feel-good song or a song that you need or an album that you're like, I'm having writer's block like no other. I need some inspiration. Like, oh my gosh. is there something like that? <laughs> inspiration is Kate Bush. Yes, yes, um, yes, yes, yes. Cocktoo Twins, mm -hmm. um, Peter Gabriel. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, I've been listening to so many instrumentals lately. Like I just listen mm -hmm. to instrumentals, like movie soundtrack instrumentals. Um, I loved Peanut Butter Falcon, the movie soundtrack to that movie. Um, it was it good? I, the movie was good. I didn't realize the soundtrack. I guess I didn't. I like thought the it position. was awesome. Yeah. Um, okay. Like even the Drive soundtrack. Like I don't know. That's okay. just lately. But inspiration. You know, I also sometimes will just like put on like a 1940s to 1950s playlist. I love like listening to like the older standards. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But sometimes, yeah, I think I lean lately more towards the instrumentals and not so, so many vocal driven songs is just, okay. sometimes I feel like as a vocalist and as a musician and an artist, I, I don't know. It helps make more space for my my lyrics and my voice in my mind. Like I, mm -hmm. I like just pulling from just instrumentals lately because I'm kind of so inundated with. There's just yeah. so much content out there and so much music out yeah. there. And yeah. like you put a Spotify like you, you a Spotify artist on and you just have it. You know, like I love that song, um, "Woman" by Mumford and Sons on their new album. Mm. And it will just go to like another song and another song and another song. And it just starts playing all this content. And sometimes it's just uh -huh. like, maybe it's just for me lately. I'm just like, okay, I just want to go back to the basics. But, totally. you know, I love music. I have it on all the time. I always have something playing in the house. It's like. I bet. Oh, I bet. I would not believe it if someone said you didn't. Like, you're just that person. Like, I, I bet you have a surround sound in your house. Basically, yeah. <laughs> I'm always like, we could do it better. We could do it better. The sound yeah, has to yeah. be perfect. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. So, uh huh. Yeah. It changes though. It changes though. <laughs> oh, good. Good. Well, so going off of that, is that why recently you've been posting the instrumentals of your own songs on Patreon? Because I was wondering, yeah. like, what? Because because I, I was that makes sense. Because because that's what you're listening to all the time. You're like, let me skip and stone walking. Yeah, Here you guys go. Enjoy yeah. it. And also, you know, some some pa patrons have just requested that. They're like, I'd love to mm. get the instrumentals so I can do my own vocal take of your songs or I can like mm. put it into my cool. karaoke system or something. Or That's awesome. I mean, they're yeah. mastered, fully mastered instrumentals so people can do whatever yeah. they want with them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, and that too. Just like it's, I love sometimes just listening to that without my voice. But again, mm -hmm. that's just the season I'm in right now, right? Like... Yeah. Um, my gosh, I've been through so many phases in my life. I went through like a full-blown punk phase when I was like 18, 19, 20, where I listened to like anti-flag and yes, bad uh -huh. religion. And like, uh -huh. um, oh my gosh, 
even rancid or mm. misfits. Um, You're taking me back to middle school right now with all these. <laughs> yeah, like I loved like all that, all that stuff. And then, you know, it changed and got more into like the Grace Jones mm. and like, mm-hmm. you know, the Peter Gabriel world. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh. And Chet Baker and going back to like, I mean, Music is so amazing. It really is. And sometimes for me, it's so hard with my record. I'm now in the process of like still alive for me. My last album was, Mm -hmm. I'll let you go there. I'll let you ask that because I'm sure you'll ask about still alive. (laughs) Oh yeah. Well, yeah, we'll we'll get there. We'll get there. Exactly. Um, It's just so funny because you and I are like the same thing. Like we'll just like go on a tangent about something Mm -hmm. that opens up other doors. Exactly. Um, Okay. So going back to what I just said about your music. I do. I believe music finds you when you need it, you know, and is there a moment in your life when a song, a specific song found you at the right time and had you discovered it prior, it would have just blown right past you. Yeah. Both sides now by Joni Mitchell. Okay. I don't know that one. I'll have to look into it. So she recorded that song when she was, she wrote it and recorded Mm -hmm. it when she was quite young and she hadn't really lived a full life yet. And then she re-recorded it, um, I think maybe 10 years ago. And it's a it's her same lyrics and this it's like her vocal has changed so much. And the way she sings the lyrics now after living a full life, like I've seen the world from both sides now. Um, it's like sounds familiar, so, huh? <laughs> yeah, I know, a little bit, right? It's so powerful. It's like so that song found me at a really important time and Ricky Lee Jones one of my favorite artists of all time just for her Mm -hmm. lyrics um her Pirates album found me when I was really at the beginning of it all like as a writer when I was 18 I discovered Ricky Lee Jones and I was filming Instant Star and I was in the I was writing music for Jude Harrison and I was Mm -hmm. kind of finding what Alex Johnson like what's my sound going to be like what how am I going to define my sound as like this new artist, even though I'm on this TV show and I'm playing Jude, like who's Alex Johnson? Ricky Lee Jones really inspired me with her album Pirates. Good and to her song, know. Good we to Belong know. Together. And yeah, yeah, okay. that song I think okay. really changed my life at the right time. Okay. Yeah. So this goes right into the next question, which is, like, this is so funny how perfectly everything's going, like oh, good. <laughs> intertwining. So, awesome. okay, so you get the role back mm-hmm. in 2000 and... 2004, right? Is that when you you booked it and then it aired in 2005? I think so. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. I think, well, I'm like, I don't know. Then, I don't know. early I 2000s. Think so. <laughs> and so, people don't know is you and your brother Brendan mm-hmm. are like the music duo. Most of your albums, most of your songs, you guys produced together. You guys used to write like, I mean, the basement records were literally your thing. When people don't know, those are her demo records. Mm-hmm. So you get the role as Jude Harrison. You and Brendan have a growing collection of songs. What was the process of pitching your own songs? Like, how did you decide, I feel like this is a song Jude would sing about Tommy or this is, you know, and did you want to make sure, God forbid, Instant Star was the dead end for you, that you at least were able to release certain songs under the Instant Star name God forbid you would never be able to sing again. You're like, I like, like, let's say, let's pretend like wait was a song that you were, that you were like, you know what? I don't know if I'm ever going to listen or be able to share the song. Let me just have Jude sing it just in case. So the world can hear it. Wow. That's a good question. Um, no, I was ballsier than that. Me and my brother brother were really, really believed like, We knew, A, that the song wouldn't fit Jude Harrison. Mm -hmm. Like Running Mm -hmm. with the Devil, Wait, Chicago. It -hmm. doesn't fit Jude's sound. And I knew Mm -hmm. that at that time. So when we were, we would just like write specifically, like I Just Wanted Your Love, songs Mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. It was so specific to Jude and and her pop. um, Yes. It's like super pop kind of Mm -hmm. emo sound i guess you could say like the angst the angst yeah exactly and we were just like delving into so many like annie lennox and like all these different Mm -hmm. creative Mm -hmm. avenues with our music so i I never felt that and i never i made sure really early on with that show like they i was i was asked to do like a whole mall tour as jude harrison 
Like, at, not you, as Jude Harrison. Like, as, like, like Jude Harrison. Like, Weird. Like Hannah yeah. Montana status. <laughs> totally. Yeah. It's so and interesting. It is. And I, at that time, I was like, you know, um, like, no, I was like, I, it's a separate thing. Like, I'm acting on mm-hmm. this show. I play this character. Mm-hmm. You know, and I've talked about this before. Like, there's there's benefits and there's there's negatives. Has there been more benefits? Yeah, I'll say there is because mm-hmm. I don't know how my career would have unfolded Yeah, if I didn't take the role of Jude Harrison. Mm-hmm. I don't know, you know, how it would have unfolded for me um, without the TV aspect of my music. Mm-hmm. But because it did unfold that way, all I can say is, like, I'm so grateful and thankful for my fan base that discovered me through Instant Star. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. you know, so I'm. it's only been a blessing in that way. But, yeah, it's... Uh, I just separated it. I was never too worried about it. I was like, I have my music and it will have its time. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll and just did. do Jude's music. And it did. Yeah, exactly. It did. <laughs> yeah. It's really funny. You, you say like, you're like, we were ballsy because one of the ballsy things you guys did after, unfortunately, um, I'll, I'll recap so you don't have to. And since our ended, you got signed at a record label. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, you recorded an entire album. And then it got shelved because of the recession and they cut you as an artist. Mm-hmm. So you and Brendan decided to take your own destiny into mm-hmm. your own hands and mm-hmm. create your own record label, yeah. which is fucking so that's ballsy. Like that is like, we're going to invest all of our money and time into this. And if it works out great, if it doesn't, let's go do something else. I'll start a farm in 10 years, you know, like, so you just had that mentality. Yeah. So Let's talk about that really quick, because one of the main reasons why I think you have just succeeded so far in your life is because, again, word of the day, resilience. So you guys created Lady Spencer Music. That's how you pronounce it, correct? Lady Spencer Music Incorporated, yeah. Incorporated, okay. And that was you telling the universe, I want to make music and I want to have complete freedom. So I'm doing this. I'm starting my own label. When did that decision come to the two of you guys? And looking back, have you thought about the fact that you always knew in the end that you were going to be in control of your career? Like no matter what, you just had this gut. Like if I'm going to do this, if my passion is going to be shared, I have a feeling it's going to be on my terms and no one else's. Mm-hmm. Well, that was, I mean, so my label that I started was like after the voodoo record. So we did the voodoo record was with orange recordings. Yeah. And then it was, which is awesome, which was awesome because they were able to um, like facilitate this independent record that we wanted to do. And we had so much like talk about angst towards like (laughs) losing the weight album. And then after that, I started being like, okay, like that was a really cool experience. And, And then I wanted to have some kind of label to facilitate all the different types of like, just, I wanted to be able to expand in the sense of, you know, I'd done all this music with Brendan. I was living in New York city and I had opportunity of bringing in, not just having Brendan with me on a record, but bringing in like, you know, David Kahn to come in on Let Him Eat Cake and produce some tracks. And I, I, you know, I very quickly realized that if I can streamline this the right way, I can, I can really make my fan base a part of this exchange with me where it's like, you know, you guys want another record? Like, let's get it. Let's pre like pre-order it now, get Mm -hmm. everything that you want to make happen. And through the label, I can facilitate, you know, hiring who I want to have to be a part of that record. And in that it was Brendan, Brendan Johnson. And in that it was hiring so-and-so. So it kind of just became like, um, it just became like, you know, the norm. Like I, this is what I, this is how I could facilitate my business. And, mm-hmm. and, um, it was really empowering after going through sure. what we went through with the Wade album. It was like, yeah, I can't believe we didn't do this in the first place. In fact, mm-hmm. I have such a disdain at this point in my life <laughs> as a full grown artist, um, towards the, the archetype and the hierarchy of mm-hmm. the music industry. I think it doesn't serve talent as much nope. as it serves pockets and it serves nepotism yeah. and it serves a list of things. 
Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. that having this avenue as an artist has been like one of like, just like the best, like, like suck it. Yeah. <laughs> Let him eat cake. <laughs> yeah. Like, sorry, but like, I don't give a shit. I'm going to like keep making music. I'm going to do it the way I want to do it. I'm going to, and to me, it doesn't matter if it's like, to me, it's never been about even the money because mm-hmm. I feel like when you make it about the money, you diminish the beauty in the exchange. But when you make it this transparent, like this transparent agreement, that's like, look, like, you know, even if it was like, guys, look, like you guys want a feature film. Do you want me to do a feature film that like brings, um, I don't know, that I'm in and I do all the music for, and we come up with this amazing, I come up with this script and I put it out there and it's like, let's make this happen. I just feel like there's so much beauty in that than just, you know, making it about, about the money because for me it's about the music and because it's been about the music everything else has just kind of fallen into place in this really organic way not to say it hasn't been really hard and not to say that in moments of my life it's like oh well I that my expectations were a bit higher there but in other moments of my life I've been like holy shit what like (laughs) where did all these people come from that are like you know but that care about my music like this is so weird so. I'm sh- there we go. Another pun. So weird. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So I, a lot. I bet. I bet. Um, so going off of that, mm-hmm. you you brought it up. You know, where did all these people come from? You have one of the most dedicated fan bases I have ever witnessed in my life. I mean, mm-hmm. whenever I've gone to your shows. I mm-hmm. think me getting there 30 minutes before will get me at the front of the line. N- no, there's already a line down the block. I mean, I remember the last time I saw you live was 2017 during mm-hmm. your Stranger Time uh, tour. Oh, cool. And and I saw you in, in, in the city. And I remember, mm-hmm. you know, like it was probably like I was waiting there for like an hour and the line had just was wrapping, wrapping, wrapping. And someone walked by and they're like, who's playing tonight? Like the, like the lines on the street, you know, like Alex Johnson. And they're like, who? And we're like, mm-hmm. Alex Johnson, like, come on. <laughs> Alex Johnson. And, Johnson. <laughs> and, and the, girl, the girl in front of me said, she's like, it's crazy. I've seen her in so many cities and every single time it is like the line is wrapped around. And there's been times where like you weren't the headliner and people would come just to see you and show mm-hmm. up and fill that fucking arena just to see you. I mean, I remember mm-hmm. back in, it's funny, I, ha- I have some of the tickets like in resin right here. Um, 2013, <laughs> you had a tour and it was, a couple, it was a couple, I, I think so. I can't remember. Oh, it was a, uh, yeah. Charlene K. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it would have been like songs from the Hardy P. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Charlene K. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And I remember again, it's like you, it, it was like a collaborative concert like it wasn't one person's show mm-hmm. but again it was like so many people around me were there for you and the second you were done we all just like okay bye and like the place emptied out basically because that, that's mm-hmm. how dedicated they are about you but know, so going so going into that you know lines on the block successful 2012 kickstarter campaign where when you decided to start doing music again on your mm-hmm. own and you said let mm-hmm. me start kickstarter mm-hmm. i'm gonna set the budget to what was it? Was it like thirty thousand mm-hmm. dollars? It was thirty. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. within twenty four hours, you got to your goal, and then by mm-hmm. the end of it, it had oh, like doubled. Like it wasn't even like by okay. So what happened was like exactly. It was like <laughs> it was like overnight. It was at like forty five or something. Like it it exceeded oh. my amount. Like in the first like forty eight hours or something crazy. That's fucking nuts. And then, and then, yeah, just, it it kept going and, and it was just, it was awesome. I mean, you know, to have as an artist to have, and I can say this so many times and I'll say it and it it gets Mm -hmm. to be like, okay, this is, I don't want it to be my mantra, but I'm, (laughs) I'm one of those artists where it's like, it just to have so much bad luck with timing, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Like really bad luck. Like I've made decisions in my life that have affected my entire life. Like I was doing the Wade album with Greg Wells and I get offered the part of silver on 90210. 
with Sinead I didn't Grimes. know that. Yeah, oh I screamed. God. Like I, I tested for it. They wanted to give it to me. And William wow. Morris was like, do you want to take this role? And it was like, no, I, I actually can't take this role because I'm working on a record with Sony. Yeah. And then Silver's another artist. So now I'm getting things all blurred again. And oh, I go from God. Jude to being Silver. And I was like, and then I was like, so no, I'm just going to do this record and put it out. Lo and behold, I wait and wait phone calls with, with um, A&R and people are losing their jobs. And there's a lot of, you know, um, inconsistencies. And there's a lot of just like the, the labels crumbling. And I'm going, mm-hmm. so, you know, two and a half years later, the album doesn't get a release. So that's like two and a half years of my life that I'm not pursuing acting. Mm-hmm. that's two and a half years of my life in my twenties that I'm waiting for a record to come out. So it's like, I've had a lot of just bad luck and to be able mm-hmm. to have avenues like Kickstarter and pledge mm-hmm. and Patreon mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. a performer, but also as like, I, this is my job. This is my career. This is like my, it's not my identity because I feel like there's so many things that make us whole and like music mm-hmm. is just an aspect of something. I'm so many things, not just my 100%. music. 100%. Oh yeah. But yeah. So it's like, it's been such a, it's been, it's the only thing that's allowed me to keep going. Cause had I still had the mindset of like, I need the approval of the majors. I need to sign. Like if I was looking at you right now being like, yeah, I got my demos together. I'm going to, you know, go send them off to, you know, capital. Maybe they'll sign me and they'll put money behind my record and I can't wait. And it's okay. That didn't go through. I wouldn't be here. I had to quickly be like, okay, I don't trust this structure. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm just going to like, until somebody makes it for me, until like a, like a different label wants to join in with Lady Spencer Music and we want to partner mm-hmm. and make it something that's like not going to screw me over. I'm just mm-hmm. going to keep doing what I do because it just makes sense yeah. this way. And, it's, and again, it's working. It's the whole idea of like, if working. it ain't broke, don't try to fix it. Exactly. Exactly. It's, like, it, it just, again, it just, it just works for you. Again, the same thing I was telling you before we hopped on is I quit my day job because that environment that production world wasn't working for me Good. and i was like mm-hmm. i am a storyteller i want to be able to tell people stories that i think are important and are stories i could change people's lives i'm going to do amazing. that on my own mm-hmm. and just and and you know the same thing it's like if it works out it works out if it doesn't it, it doesn't at least i can yeah. die knowing i tried yeah that's all we have yeah. like what are we doing here like what's the point are we <laughs> talking about the more you have the more you have to sustain at the oh, end of the day, yeah. it's about these moments and the stories that you tell and how you can move people and change their life, their lives. And as soon as I figured that out, that became my superpower. So mm. my it was my expectation meter getting control of like, this is good enough. Me being like this fan base and these people who care and these and getting messages from new new fans who are like, I discovered your music and I, I was diagnosed with cancer or something. You're getting me through my chemo. It's like, that's enough. Like that means more to me than like anything I had thought when I was a lot younger. It's been a gift for me because it's like now I have this drive and I, it's not like, what's the point in putting out another record? Now it's like, no, like it's so important that I put out another record because I have, I have these people that are listening to me and that's a huge responsibility. And as soon as I just understood that, like, okay, when fans say to me, you know, I just don't get it. Like, why aren't you as big as Demi Lovato when, when she's a fan of you? Or why aren't you as big as so-and-so? And I'm just like, who is to say that that's a better life than what I'm living? I don't know if it is. Maybe it is, maybe it's not. But everything is so, um, like, what are you talking about? Like, this is my, I have amazing fans. Like, yeah. I'm healthy yeah. and, I'm, and I've survived the industry. Yeah. Like, a lot of people don't. Especially from the Disney Channel, right? <laughs> I so mean, it's like, like if ain't that the fucking truth, I don't know what is. <laughs> yeah, so it's like let's just all like you know just yeah, understand yeah. that like what we think of as success or what we think mm-hmm. of as the hierarchy isn't always what we think it is. You know what I mean? Hundred percent. And I want to be a voice and like a person that's kind of tr- changing that a bit, hopefully. I, I I am biased, but I would say, yes, you are. Awesome. <laughs> so you have a quote, by the way, and okay. it goes along with what you just said. Don't make excuses for your art. Don't do it because you're looking for gratification. Do it because you have so much to say. It's killing you. Yeah. 
that was me in an interview um, mm -hmm. I did for the documentary A Longer Road. Oh, I think it's important for people to do what they were, what their spirit is telling them to do with their life. Because even in the hardest times of my life, I'll never wake up and be like, oh, you know, like, I wasted my time. Wasted my time here. Like, don't make excuses for your art. Don't do it because you're looking for gratification. Do it because you, you have so much to say that it's killing you. Um, I'll never have those broken dreams because I'll know that I, I put myself out there authentically. That's the truth. Look at, like, it really comes down to people's ideas of what they think is success. Mm -hmm. And we have all of these people who are putting out this message that bigger and more is, you know, power. And it isn't power. It's actually, you know, it can be if it's utilized in the right way and if it's helping people. But we are, like, created for a reason and our art and and what we have to say is so important mm -hmm. and it it we all have that in common you don't have to like follow you know <clears throat> somebody's lead it's good if you if, if someone inspires you to do so but really like yeah. you know it's up to you and your mind right now to to know that you're going to have hard days and understand that like mm -hmm. you have you're embarking on this dream of yours and nothing is perfect and no dream is perfect. And you're going to fail like probably 20 times before you go. Mm -hmm. It's just going to make you stronger and make you learn and make you more adaptable. Oh, and it's yeah. going to give you oh, yeah. more stories to share. And mm -hmm. like, you just have to decide like, this is what I'm going to do with my life. And it's not about having, you know, the mansion in five years. It's about mm -hmm. the stories I'm going to share and what I'm going to leave behind forever. And that matters so much more than a house that's going to be burnt down to the ground. This is all just stuff. It's all stuff. Thank you. Yeah. You said it. It's all stuff. Mm -hmm. I did an interview recently with someone and they said COVID made them realize nothing is real. The rules no. we live by, money, nothing's real. No, it's not. And like life real. is just too short. It's true. And that's the message I'm trying to give off. Like I'm trying to share with, mm -hmm. with people is like, you know, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to start kind of like just write your story. That's what yes. you should be focusing on. Just write what your story is and stop thinking about anybody else and what anybody else is doing and stop comparing yourself to mm -hmm. other moms or other, you know, people. Oh, look at this. Like, you know, even me in the garden, like it's a lot of work. Like if you saw all of our seeds all over the house right now that Ryan's going to like <laughs> take from the windowsills, like nothing is perfect. It's all messy, but yeah. it's just, it's, it's real. And it's like, it's, we're writing our story. Yeah. You know, yes. and I think that's the thing that inspires people the most is not the perfection mm -hmm. or like, cause it's definitely not, I'm not great. I don't think I'm like some brand genius, um, <laughs> yeah. but I think it's, it's the authenticity of it. And just like, you mm -hmm. know, they've seen my struggle and I think that's mm -hmm. what makes, I think from what I gather and from what, you know, <laughs> you've shared it, it's, it, yeah. that's my, that's so important to me. If that's the yeah. truth that people are getting that mm -hmm. from me at this point in my career mm -hmm. is inspired. Again, Again, biased, yes. <laughs> All right. So, awesome. so the next thing I want to do is hop into our first segment where you have given the approval, which I'm very excited about, for us to revisit three of your songs okay. and give us a little insight on the inspiration behind the song. And if you hear it back very this very moment today, where does that song time travel you to? Okay. All right. So the first song we're going to listen to, I personally believe is the Alex Johnson song. If there was a song and someone, I mean, anytime someone asks me to uh, send them a song of yours, I send them this song and it is Wait. So mm -hmm. what, what is Wait? Wait is just whatever it is in your life that can carry the weight for you, like whether that be whatever it is to you, it's that speaking to you. Okay. Okay. So All right. whatever it is that carries the weight and the pain and the burden of your, of the journey of being human, mm -hmm. that in itself is saying like, come in, come and put your weight on me mm -hmm. um, okay. and like, give it to me and I will take this like, so it's very spiritual song. 
Oh, yes. Oh, you yes. Know? But it could also mm-hmm. be a song that you could say to somebody that you love, that it could be like a, like a, a love letter to somebody that mm-hmm. you care about as well. You mm-hmm. could take the position mm-hmm. of that strength for that person. That's mm-hmm. what weight, where it came from. Cool. All right. So let's take a quick listen. Okay. His story repeats. It keeps you on your feet. The faster it goes, it keeps you on your toes. It's toes, legs, and keeping all these things will just weigh you down. Until you're underground First of all, obsessed with the jacket you're wearing and the um th- the the cover art for that for that oh, song. Oh, thank you. So it's a good. vintage. It's a vintage. Oh, yeah. oh, what is it? I have to ask International Citizen Annika Debando put that together for me. I have to I'll check the tag on that, but it's like yeah. a vintage designer jacket from like the 80s. So good. Love I it. I mean, it, it work it works for the album, works for you. Okay, so exactly. where does that song take you when you listen to it? I think it's a scada. It's a vintage escada jacket. Okay. Okay, yes. nice. Yes, I don't, I'm not a fashionista, yeah. so I don't, I don't know. But. <laughs> um, so where, where does that song take me? Is that what you asked? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It, it takes me back to the purity and the braveness of my brother and I to mm. write something that is so difficult to put on a Spotify playlist. <laughs> what do you Honestly. mean? It's hard to find. I feel like with those songs, it's like it's such a unique sound and I'm really proud of okay. that. But yeah. how would you oh, explain? Yeah. How would you explain that sound <laughs> and that song to somebody who was like, what's your music sound like? Yeah. Well, I guess for me, it's really funny you say that because a year prior to that single coming out, mm-hmm. you released that ironically Spotify playlist of songs that inspire you. Mm-hmm. And so for so long... And you, I get you on occasion add to it. It's like when I hear these that song specifically because it's the re-record. I'm like, yeah, I hear all the other songs that have inspired this. So for me, I'm like, I get it, you know, and it belongs in that playlist. Exactly. <laughs> so it's just, yeah. Exactly. I know, but I maybe it's just I don't know. Maybe, I'm maybe I'm. It's just an artist thing to be able to yeah. explain the sound. But when I hear that, that's what I think. I think like okay. I'm so glad that that we stuck to our guns, and I just you mm-hmm. know. I just went with what I felt. I, I just, I write what I feel. And it's sometimes yeah. you can't explain that. It's like painting. How, mm-hmm. how do you explain abstract art? You know what I mean? It's like. So true. It yeah. just comes out the way it is. So yeah. I, when I hear that, I'm like, wow. And it represents a lot too. The song mm-hmm. weight rep- represents, I mean, my Sony Epic album, right? So it comes mm-hmm. with a lot of stuff. I think about. Yeah. So to had give that gotten, a quick. Yeah. Like had that gotten a true release, you know? Mm-hmm. Who knows, like, how, where it would have, if it would have been London or Japan, like, where, sometimes I wonder where would that song have really mm-hmm. shone. Mm-hmm. But anyway, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I and just like to give song. a quick back for the for those who don't know. is So Wait is off her new album, Still Alive, that came out this month, last year. And it is one of the re-records that she was able to get to record from her um, shelved album, which also was the title of the shelved album. Okay, so next song we're doing 
is from your 2014 album, Let Em Eat Cake, mm -hmm. and it's Cologne. Mm -hmm. It's my favorite song from the album. And again, mm -hmm. another song I give to people when they ask, give me a list of Alex Johnson songs. I'm like, Cologne. Mm -hmm. So what is Cologne to you? And I guess Cologne's what is the song? It's a fun, sexy, cheeky, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. song. Like, I think it's got mm -hmm. a lot of attitude and it's like, you oh, know, yeah. you shouldn't be with this person, <laughs> you know, like we've all had that experience and mm -hmm. I feel like I wanted it to just be relatable and yeah, just kind of like, just like a fun, sexy song. That's mm -hmm. what I wanted to write. And I love, I love how Cologne just was, it just came together so fast. And in mm -hmm. the demo of Cologne, I can't mm -hmm. remember if I've released that yet, on Patreon. Um, I think I did. There's fireworks. There's fireworks in the back. There's just like, it's just. Oh, wait, yes. Of fireworks yes. in the back. And like with that sound, it just reminded me of like being at like some yacht party outside and the mm -hmm. like, skies lit up with fireworks and the lyrics just came so easily mm -hmm. for that song. And mm -hmm. yeah, so that song for me Love is it. just like, it's a fun song. Cool. All right. So <laughs> yeah. let's take a listen. He's nice. Smells like summer wind But what's inside of him I cannot see Games Like a puzzle piece Come fit into me So I can play What? I bet I look good on your own But you look good with the black tux on Even better at the jack and soda So good. <laughs> okay, so where did you time travel to just now? Me? Mm -hmm. Oh, I was just thinking about the recording process of that song, and mm. I was thinking about playing it live and how much fun it was playing it for my Let Em Eat Cake tour live mm -hmm. every night. Because mm -hmm. wasn't your brother the drummer on the tour? He was, yeah. Yeah, and he's super talented. Nice. And um, Kyle McCammon, mm -hmm. um, Patrick Droney. I mean, that was such a fun tour. And the sound mm -hmm. of that mm -hmm. song live was just awesome. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the last song is your newest song. Uh, no Shame. I think that song is brilliant. Because again, it's another like cheeky song. Um, and I, again, that's another song. Again, people are like, what's the song? That was, I think, the my second most listened to song from 2020. Um, it's like on my gym playlist. It is just a song that I'll be walking around New York City and I will just totally like disassociate where I am awesome. and just be in my own little yeah. short film while listening to that song, which is why I, I, had to, well, I, just, I had to throw it in here. So for those who don't know, what was the inspiration behind No Shame? Um, Diana Ross. Hmm. Again, like a lot of that kind of like swingy 1950s, mm. um, experimental, dreamy, mm. dream pop was like a big one for me. And um, I just wanted a fun weekend. I wanted to write a fun weekend song. Like I wanted to yeah. write something that was just like the weekend's here. It's Friday night. Like, let's go like. <laughs> get the night started, something mm -hmm. that just gets you just excited about the mm -hmm. weekend. And, yeah. and aside from that, like, and keeping true to the dream pop kind of vibe that yeah. I wanted, it just, it was really fun to write. It was totally. super fun. And it just came again, like it was just, I didn't have to fight too much with that song. Certain mm -hmm. songs you just kind of grab from the sky and you're like, I'm so glad I got that <laughs> one and not, yeah. you know, another pop star. Mm -hmm. <laughs> totally. All right. So let's take a listen. I'm losing. 
Like, I don't want to stop it. I'm like, this song is just so good. Awesome. So where does that take you? Yeah, it just takes me to, you know, no shame. I see what you mean about New York City. It does have like a New York City feel, like hop in the subway. And like, it reminds mm-hmm. me of my oh, yeah. summers back in New York. Um, yeah. I love that song. I really Is that do. why it was like one of the new songs on the re-record album? Because you only had two two songs that weren't on the original, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. No shame. No shame still alive. Those are the two new ones. Um Oh, and and that, um um colors. Um oh my god. Oh, and living in color, of course. Living, living in color. color. Yes. yes, yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And living in color was written though. That wasn't written super recently. That was a song that we brought from <sighs> our past a bit. Yeah. Oh. That we kind of re reworked. So okay, fun, most, cool. Yeah. So when it comes to my next record, the closest, I guess, kind of like, yeah, when it comes to writing style, not so much production and like mm-hmm. but writing style would be like, yeah, no shame and still alive. Those are kind of like the most yeah. when it comes those are the most the the newest released material like mm-hmm. the newest songs that i'd written that have been released mm-hmm. so yeah it has did covid ever throw any um wrenches in the gears of other music videos that you were thinking of doing for the new record because you had one oh, for wait yeah. Yeah? yeah okay okay yeah and um i still want to do like i still have a video for living in color that i'm working on right now which is really fun. Like it's a COVID, it's a COVID creative collaboration. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think that's going to be really fun. And that's coming out this summer. Amazing. there's, yes. And I, I, I do really, really, really still want to do like another video from the album. Mm -hmm. And I'm just Mm -hmm. thinking about that at least within the next like couple months. Yeah. But again, yeah, with COVID, it's been really tough. Like it's been tough to, you get a crew together, you start planning things down and everything shuts down. And it's like, <laughs> and then people are freaked out too. They're like, I can't, yeah. I'm, this is like people's mental health has been really tested mm-hmm. during this time. And it's like, oh, yeah. no one wants to get sick. So mm-hmm. things have had to, you have to find different creative ways of making content. And, and but, you have. Um, yeah. And you know, Ruthless Love, I did Ruthless Love, what, two years after Letting Me Cake came out? Like, I have a tendency yeah. to kind of take my time right. with certain songs, you know? Mm-hmm. I forgot I forgot um, how long that came out after that. That's too funny. Yeah, I was like, I got to do a video for Ruth's Love. <laughs> so I <just> did it. <laughs> and you can. It's your music. Who cares? You can, you're, like, exactly. You can call a record label and be like, hey, yeah. do we have a budget for this? You're like, I, it's in the bank. I got it. We're doing mm-hmm. it. <laughs> exactly. So, you know. So one of the so questions that I want to ask is a question that I don't think anyone's ever asked you. So let's say... There is the Alex Johnson Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. It's every single moment throughout your career. But what is the first song of yours that you would want playing when people walk into the Alex Johnson Hall of Fame? Whoa. I don't, that's a really hard question. Honestly, mm-hmm. probably wait. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think wait represents me the most as an mm-hmm. artist. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're right. <laughs> All right. So Alex, going back, one of the things that I forgot to ask since I knew about it, and then I was selfish that I kept this information to myself, is I didn't ask you what's your family heritage, where were you raised in Canada, and what was it like being a family of with your parents 
12, which is crazy. <laughs> my heritage, my lineage, I'm, I'm uh, Austrian. I'm okay. Scandinavian. Okay. So Swedish. Mm. So Austrian, Swedish, Scottish, and English. So white. <laughs> yeah, like right down the middle. Yeah. So like, I'm as equally like those like Oktoberfest German. Yes. As I am uh-huh. like the kilt, you know, kilt, Scottish, mm-hmm. I don't know, mm-hmm. Braveheart, mm-hmm. that that line. So it's kind of funny. I'm like a Heinz 57. Love it. I love it. But so your family, so you're one of many, many kids. Mm-hmm. Like, what was that like? Like, and, and how has that inspired your life journey, I guess? I don't know anything different. Yeah. So it's like, for me, it's just been, you know, I find it made me, it, what, what was it like? It was awesome. I had a very <laughs> happy, busy, outdoors Mm-hmm. Um, you know, middle-class family had to work hard for everything that we got. Like I paid for my own braces doing the paper route and really oh, wow. how to, yeah. And having, um, like a babysitting job at 12, like my parents raised us to just be very thankful for what we have. And, um, yeah, it was a great experience and I guess, it's made me very adaptable to like any situation and any type of person that I'm in, uh, that I'm working with or that, um, you know, that I'm in contact with. I feel like I have a lot of understanding because it's like, I have so many different personalities in my direct family that I've had to deal with my whole life (laughs) that it's like, okay, I see. Okay. I see this person. Like I see their kind of tendencies and it's like, I can Uh adapt to that. And like, Uh I'm kind of like, you know, make them comfortable. Kind of thing yeah totally so, I think that's, so in a weird yeah. way another one of your secret talents is psychiatrist basically is what you're saying there you go yeah exactly oh my gosh the <laughs> amount of therapy sessions we've given each other as siblings is like uh-huh geez. yeah I, oh, I i i can imagine i'm one of five so relatable oh. i get it yeah five's a lot <laughs> yes <laughs> i want two the most do you guys want to have more than just ryan you guys thinking about it or no um yeah like i feel like it'd be cool for her to have siblings, like Mm -hmm. whether that's one or two, like we're not going to, you know, at the end of the day, I'm not going to like go out of my way in the sense of like, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't happen, it, Mm -hmm. you know, there's a Mm -hmm. lot of other stuff that I have going on in my life. (laughs) I don't have to. Um, But yeah, it would be nice for her to have just, you know, it's hard, but like, She's got Edie, her dog, but it's like sometimes I can... Which is so cute and, and got the most terrifying haircut recently, but so cute. Oh She's so cute. I know. I want to come up with some kind of like comic book about Edie and Ryan. You should. Yes. Oh my God. That would be fun. Like Ryan Viola and Edie Brooks. Ooh. I'd buy it. like... Isn't that funny? They're so... They're such a little pair, yeah. but yeah. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. Who knows? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Who knows what's going to happen? Yeah. My gosh. With the state of the so world these days, it's like... It, it makes you think like with mm-hmm. it just makes you think sometimes mm-hmm. yeah okay we'll so see. as time has gone on and your mm-hmm. musical library grows so we just listened to three of your songs and you know you time travel and we talked about what was behind it but if you had a concert today let's use for example gold your song golden from the shelved record that is now on still alive mm-hmm. i'm going to speak for you but i feel like this is the truth you know, 11, 12 years ago when you wrote that song, different meaning. Now it's almost like it's about your daughter. And and that song actually has a completely different meaning than it did mm-hmm. when you wrote it the first time. So there are, is there another song of yours that you think if you sang it at a concert right now, it would just hit differently? Aftermath, probably. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I wrote that before. I went through like the biggest, you know, yeah. trauma of my life. So mm-hmm. I'd feel like that. There's songs like that that are like how. And to be honest, like Still Alive too is a hard one because it's like I wrote Still Alive before I found out about my sister's diagnosis. So what the song started out to be was me to be a hope and a strength singing to somebody that I care about in my life specifically. Mm-hmm became the song now where I feel like my sister 
is telling me you're still alive. Hang on. So talk about like a metamor, like a, that song completely took on like a totally different meaning for me. Yeah. Yeah. I almost feel like I didn't write that song. Mm. Like when I hear it, it's so strange. Like, I feel Mm. like it's like he was planted there for some reason. You know what I mean? Oh, I do. So going off of that, has there been a moment in your life where you've like realized that there's going to be one of your songs is probably going to be someone's wedding song. It's going to be the song that they listen to during a breakup. It's going to be the song they listen to when they finally got the job. Like, have you realized that? And what does that like? How does that make you feel knowing like, oh, my God, like that's like that's the impact I'm having on the world. That's why I keep making music. Mm. It's literally the reason why I keep making music like it inspires me so much when people share with me that their music like gets them through. And on that note, I will say, I think one of the best like breakup songs, if you've been, I guess, broken up with, or even if like somebody's cheated on you or something would be heart like that. Oh my, can I tell you, I'll be honest. Like that was one of my breakup songs. That's so funny. You bring that up. Yeah. That's so funny. The, I love that. I love just the, the whole vibe of that song is like, I'm, you know, I'm above and <laughs> it's so funny you bring this up because I, I just got chills because one of the things that I was like oh, one thing I wanted to ask was when you perform that song and one of the YouTube videos from that tour the end lyrics are different than the actual recorded version and what's mm-hmm. so spooky is when I was going through this breakup a couple years ago and I dated this guy for four years like Oh my God, we actually came to two of your shows and we we met you the we met you at the 2014 Max Tour. That's so funny. And you oh, yeah. were in our hometown. You were in our hometown and oh, in Howell, yeah. New Jersey. And that's one of the first times I met you. This is so weird. We're having a weird moment right now where everything's kind of I like feel like together. I really remember that. Hold on. I have a this is a, I had a photo tabbed. This is that photo. I'm going to show you really quick. Oh my God, this is so funny. Ew, spooky. Just like something like ooey ooey going on right now. <laughs> this is when I met you and that was that concert. And I cropped him out of the photo for obvious reasons. But Wow. Yeah. Yes, so I remember that. I remember that's that. so funny. Okay, but so going off of that, the song, so Heart Like That, when you sang it in the, on the tour, you ended it with, I've got to go to New York City. And one of the reasons why we broke up was because our lives were no longer aligning and I was going to be moving to New York City. Wow. And But in the recorder version, it's a totally different song and the music video is totally different. What's also the fact that you jump in the water in the music video is like crazy to me. You're like, I'm just going to go balls in and just jump in the water. I know. Um, I know. But so unintentional question, but why are the lyrics different for those two versions? That's just other opinions when you're working on music with producers and people mm. say, it's funny, you can be influenced sometimes in moments without realizing the importance of that. Like the original mm-hmm. lyric was on my way to New York City, where the lights shine bright and pretty. But then the, in yeah. the recording in the studio it was like, why not just keep it like got to go? I know I have to hope I can't yeah. find my way back to you like the beginning of the song. And it's mm-hmm. just like, mm-hmm. you know, as a writer, sure. you're yeah. so <laughs> fragile. You're like, I guess, yeah. okay, like. Let's do that. Uh And it ends up sticking. But I mean, live, I always feel like the New York lyric is way closer to that doesn't happen often either. That Mm -hmm. just depends on circumstance. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think it's really important for people to, well, two things for artists to stick to their guns. And I really, really try to And depends on how strong of a person you're working with Mm -hmm. and how much their opinions are like, well, I think you should do this. And it's like, yeah, you know, I'm a people pleaser. So I have to really watch like, no, like I like it this way. Um, But also, you know, I think other people should respect when you're working with artists and their songs, especially their Mm -hmm. lyrics that like, you don't really want to like, just let them do what they want to do. That's, that's their language. Right. So that's why Mm -hmm. I still put it in that little moment. I still sing it live because I'm like, it's mine. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Get your own. (laughs) Yeah, literally. I love that. I love that. All right, yeah. so final question okay. is what brings you the most joy? My family. <laughs> yeah. Like like Maddie and Ryan and Edie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and enjoying 
just the quiet, mundane, day-to-day <laughs> rhythms of life. Yeah. But also, you know, having projects on the horizon and having an outlet for my creativity lends itself to that as well. But like yeah. sometimes, you know, I just feel like I'm so happy I've been able to find the balance between both, mm-hmm. you know, that mm-hmm. I, I made time for relationships in my life and friendships in my life. And that like success and fame wasn't like, you know, the main idol of my day in my life because mm-hmm. I feel like that would have really destroyed me. So I'm really yeah. happy that I have the balance between like doing the stuff I enjoy doing um, creatively, but also yeah. the balance of like gardening and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. work going for a run and like those day-to-day yeah. things that really are so important for mm-hmm. all of our mental health and mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff, you know, so. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All right, Alex, uh, I cannot thank you enough for this interview. One thing I do need to tell you is just thank you for existing. Thank you for making music because seriously, your I'm actually going to get emotional. Wow. Your music has been the soundtrack to my life. Like from the second I discovered you in 2005 and just following your career ever since every moment of my life, there's a song of yours that is paired with it. And I don't know if it's just if it's just because I just relate to you so much on so many levels. Mm -hmm. And you're someone who I just know again, like I'm one of those people. It's like I if Alex can do it, so can I. Mm-hmm. And I just want to thank you for never giving up, for being an inspiration, for being a role model and having no fear of rebranding and reinventing yourself and showing <laughs> the world that like you don't have to just be one thing. You can be no. everything and more. Yeah. Like fuck the labels. Totally. All the labels. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> yeah. Because we need we need you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it's like people remembering their importance and like yeah. I yeah. love that. You're such a sweetheart. Mm-hmm. And also thank you so much for all the research you did. And I'm really excited for your show. I think thank it's you. gonna be amazing. And thank you. You're doing thank all you. the right things. And yeah, I really enjoyed this. <laughs> thank you so much again. Well have a great day, Alex. I will. All right. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.